I believe that veterans are the key to unlocking America's next golden age. By empowering and influencing one million veterans to transition well and become leaders in their communities, we can unlock our country's destiny and continue to change the world. My name is Bernard Bergen. Marshall Fox is the lead graphic designer and brand consultant at 120 Design Studio, a full-service graphic design firm specializing in helping authors, speakers, and entrepreneurs with brand identity and online presence. Marshall believes that brand quality should match quality service, and he truly enjoys assisting his clients in creating brands that resonate deeply with their intended audience. Marshall is a husband and father of two who knows obsessing over a good color palette should never interrupt a great cup of coffee and spending time with family. You can connect with Marshall and his team at 120designstudio.com or connect with Marshall directly on Instagram at Marshall Fox. Let's get started. First question. If you had to convince the 18-year-old you of one idea, what would that idea be and why? The idea. Aside from investing in Netflix and Apple, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not sure. I know we always... Think about, oh, if I would have just known Google and all those guys. Hmm. Idea. So like an invention or something like that? Or just advice. Okay. Advice for the 18-year-old me, I would definitely tell myself, don't spend time spending money on things that are just meant to impress people. Like back when I was 18, man, I, I used to be poloed out. Ralph Lauren this, Ralph Lauren that. I was dead broke, but had to have the latest polo gear on. And I spent so much unnecessary money just to look cool and impress people that really could care less about me. So I would mm. tell myself, don't do not do things like that. Don't get into debt. Of course, that's probably yeah. on every, everyone's list. But in hindsight, is twenty twenty, And I really appreciate everything I've gone through in the past 10 years. I'm 28 now, so... 10 years ago, I would have been 18. So that's yeah. what I would say. Now, do you think you would have taken that advice? 18 years old. 18 years old. I don't know. <laughs> that's a tough one. <laughs> maybe, maybe not. I mean, I, I really didn't have anyone to tell me otherwise. I, I don't know if I would have taken it or not. I, I was just in a completely different mind frame back then. Um, mm. So I was really trying to be seen. I was trying to be the center of attention. I was a completely different person. Maybe not. Maybe I will. I may not have taken that advice. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I find myself thinking of that question quite often because it's one of my go-to questions. But I was stubborn. So good advice or not, I kind of wanted that life experience. Right. Sometimes it's so costly. No, you, you, you couldn't be more right about that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Question two. Now, I don't know if you've had some brothers or sisters who served in the military to include friends, family, and you ever found yourself encouraging them. If you have, you mind sharing a little bit about that and just what you would say, because what they face is totally different in some ways mm -hmm. than most of us. My grandfather served in the military. I mean, he's, he's now passed, but I just remember, I'm not going to say encouraging him, but being a listening ear to him mm -hmm. and his stories. And one thing that I learned growing up is to really show appreciation for those who serve. 
because yeah. me knowing myself, I'm, I don't know if I, I would be able to do it. I mean, duty calls, you know, you know, if it was the old days and if I got drafted, that would be the case. But luckily, that's not the case now. But really showing appreciation for not only him, but other people who have served in the military and being a listening ear because he had a lot of stories to share with us. And I know that there's some things that he went through that, you know, were a little difficult, you know, right. having served in the military. So just being there for him because that's all I can do at the time. I'm not sure if he had any PTSD or anything like that, but just being a listening ear, being an active listener so he could get that out, get his stories out. Um, aside from that, the only other, other veterans I've you know, been close with is people like yourself and uh, other people in the Breathe You community like Jake and, and Darren. Mm -hmm. So just being there to serve you guys any way I can, you know, that's been pretty fun. <laughs> I appreciate that. Oh, no doubt. I just love the reminder to just listen. Mm -hmm. At times, yeah, the stories are a bit different, but it's about having that listening ear. Right, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now, when I say military service or Veterans Day, what do you think about besides that connection with your grandfather? Well, aside from the fact that I think about the thousands of active duty servicemen and women that are out there right now, putting their lives on the line on a day-to-day -day basis. Think about things that they're going through. I know it's just not, it's not just something that we see in the movies. It's, it's something that's, that's happening. Um, people are getting deployed. They're putting their lives on the line so we can enjoy the freedoms that we have now. Really just trying to put myself in their shoes and think about, I don't want to take what I have here for granted. You know, I work from home, my wife's home, and, and uh, my kids are home, you know, homeschooled. So, and I see those videos on, on the internet. <laughs> of, uh, you know, our troops coming home, it makes me tear up because, yeah, I don't have to do that. I, people are, are gone for months and years at a time, and I'm home with my wife every day, so I never take that for granted. So I think about those folks, and honestly, with my grandfather being passed, I do think about him uh, when it comes to those days as well. So he's always on my mind, and what he's done for his country is always on my mind. Wow, wow, I love that. And I love that deeper connection with your grandfather Mm -hmm. um, one of the things I always try to highlight is those principles and values actually get transferred down to sons, grandsons, and continues. And I think right. we forget at times mm -hmm. we build on the shoulders of others. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Tell us about what you do now and what are the rules of engagement to be successful in this arena? Okay. So right now I am a graphic designer. I lead a small graphic design firm called 120 Design Studio. It's myself and we have an, another person on staff and we serve authors, speakers, professional development coaches, solopreneurs, and we really help them to establish their brand and their online presence. So the types of people that we serve, they're relatively new to the author, speaker, coach industry. You know, they may have one to five years experience, and this is the first time that they're really investing in their brand and in their exposure. Those are our target clients. I started out freelancing less than a year ago, honestly, and had tremendous success and actually joined forces with Eric Thomas and Associates to form 120 Design Studio earlier in the year. So it's been a really exciting ride. It's been challenging, but fun at the same time because I, I'm juggling external clients, which was 100% of what I was doing before, but I'm mm -hmm. also 
handling internal uh, projects and, and things like that as well and, and things we have coming up um, internally. So it's fun as far as the rules of engagement. I just want to make sure that we always set ourselves apart because people, they have a lot of choices when it comes mm-hmm. to their branding and websites and, and they can get decent quality work somewhere else for for less money so i always think about what sets us apart from other people so certain things that we do differently is we are there pretty much all the time it's almost like we're on call Uh, we're extremely flexible because we treat people as if they were our cousin or family because a lot of the Mm times they are it's like we are a family of the clients that we serve so we like to make sure that we don't just do a project and just send that person on their way no we're we're there any questions that they have if someone another designer or a t-shirt company needs access to their files we'll grant them access we're there to answer any questions make any adjustments that the clients need so it's not like we're just a third party we're like a family member we're dedicated we're there throughout mm-hmm. the entire process i recently had a client a good friend of mine as well open up a barbershop and we had we had to have spent hours and hours on the phone refining and tweaking the design for the different mediums that he had his logo one that we created for him so for the the sign and the barbershop chair and, and, and t-shirts and mm. the on sign it's different font different configurations for each of those different applications that we had to tweak to make sure that we were within the guidelines that the sign makers needed. So that's just one example of something that we do. We just always go the extra mile because we think that that is what's going to continue to allow us to grow and get more business and expand our clientele. Because like I said, people can go somewhere like Fiverr and get something okay for 10 times less than what we charge. And we're not astronomical, but we do charge what we're worth. So we just try to set ourselves apart and make sure that we're giving people top-notch quality for a reasonable price. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that you touched on a multimedia design. Right. Because I think at times, budding designers don't think beyond the request mm-hmm. when they could also do the sign outside of a barbershop Mm-hmm. as well as design for the leather on the barber chairs. Right. But if you kind of have that tunnel vision, you can miss how best to serve exactly. your client. Right. And that all starts with us with the goal of the client. So when a client reaches out to us, we really take the time to get to know who they are, what their business is about, what their goals are, what their mission is. So we discover all of that first and then all of our designs revolve around those answers to those questions. So we don't just take a request and get to work. No, we want to know who you are, what your goals are, so we can make sure that your designs meet those needs. During that discovery process, that's when we kind of think about maybe some other things that you may need down the line, or we may work on one specific project with the next one in mind. And a lot of what we do for our clients is they may come to us and say, well, we need a website or we need a business card. The first thing I'll ask them is, do you have a logo? Because if not, then we probably should work on that first because we would hate to do a website or a business card and then have to come back and do your logo and everything. It, it may not fit with the business card or the website design. So we like to start with the logo first because we establish your brand identity and then the design language from that logo. And that logo's design language, of course, stems from a little bit of your personal taste and our expertise and then what your goals are. 
And at the end of the day, we're designing for your client and your target market, not necessarily for the client. So we like, sometimes we have to reel the clients back in and say, Hey, <laughs> that idea is a little too busy, or it may not resonate with your client. Like you think it will. This is what I think, or this is the approach I believe we should take. We do a lot of that and that's what they pay us for. You're not going to get that somewhere at Fiverr. They're just going to do exactly what you want. And then you're going to be coming to me next year for your logo because it's not what you expected or it doesn't have that lasting appeal that you thought it would. Right, right. And I'll, you know, just share this to the listeners out there. I reached out to Marshall recently to redesign the podcast cover and Marshall and his team not only do they go the extra mile, but I think you guys ask the right questions that bring out what's possible in truly connecting to an audience in a deep way. And you didn't know this, but your episode will be the first one where we showcase the redesigned cover wow. because I think it's so fitting just to honor your work and honor your team for just branding us in a way that truly represents who we know we are. Mm. So thank you for that. And I can definitely speak to the quality and seamless integration of your design ideas. Oh, that's awesome. That's, that's great news. I'm happy to be part <laughs> of the new series. That's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's awesome times. Let me ask this. I was doing some research mm-hmm. and I realized that as a designer, there's this spiritual aspect of birthing designs Yet you must balance that against the business of running a design company. Any advice for people wanting to enter this space? Yep. This seems like a two-part question. So the first part with actually doing the design work and running the business, that's a balance I'm still working on trying to find because I believe this is my gift, graphic design. I love the work. I absolutely love it. I love sitting in front of the computer and coming up with ideas and really transforming people's businesses, brands. Because I play an integral part in their business from the beginning and then throughout their business, whether they need more promotional materials or or what have you. So it's almost like my kids are getting adopted on a daily basis. Hmm. (laughs) Once my designs are finished and I I see them go on with the client and then the client, you know, they get their book cover, business cards or what have you and t-shirts and it really becomes... um, surreal. So I absolutely love the work, but at the same time, we have to run a business here. So we're still trying to find that balance where I'm not as hands-on and in the day-to-day as before. So I can kind of lead and direct and really set the vision for the firm so we can continue to grow and serve more clients because that's what we want to do. We want to have a larger impact. So something that I've been trying to balance is giving or delegating some things and some projects to others that I I would have done on my own. So it may take me an hour to prepare a project for someone on my team. So, but before I would look at the hour, like, oh, I could just do it myself. But now it's like, okay, it may take me an hour to prepare this project, but it'll save me four hours in the long run with, Mm. with doing it myself and then the back and forth with the client. So I'm still learning. I'm still learning how to do things like that. But like I said, I love the day-to-day. I'm definitely learning how to run the business in as well. And the second part of your question was advice for people trying to get into this space, right? My advice would be to go after 
the types of people that you're looking to serve. Well, first find out who your target market is and then do some free work. Uh, people don't like to do that, but I tell people that all the time. That's the easiest way to have portfolio pieces to show people is to say, hey, I noticed that you know you have a logo or you could use some help in this area with branding your business or even somebody, people have business cards. You get business cards all the time. If you see a business card that looks horrible, offer to redo it for someone. Offer to redo it. And they're not going to say no nine times out of 10 if you're, you know, you're doing it pro bono or just for your portfolio. So once you do that, you can use that as a portfolio piece. You can get a testimonial from that person. And testimonials are huge these days. I mean, I don't know anybody who shops online without looking at a review first. You know, most yeah. of what we do is, is right online and, and, you know, people can look at our reviews. So you can get a testimonial, you can have something cool for your portfolio, and then you can get referrals. So that person will give you other people that in their network. And of course, they'd be more inclined to give you referrals when they didn't pay anything. In a way, they kind of feel obligated to refer you. You make sure they have a great experience. Nine times out of 10, they'll just do that or they'll keep you in mind. Or somebody may see their work and say, hey, who did that for you? They'll let them know. It was so-and-so. He did this for me. You should check him out, him or her. That's pretty much exactly what I did. My story uh, is someone in the Breathe University community, uh, Rob YB Youngblood. I saw his logo, and it was not good. I said, hey, man, you mind if I take care of your logo, do something? I have a couple ideas. He said, go for it. So I did that, and he shared that with his network and in the community, and things just, just exploded from there. Had I not done that, I don't know if things would have happened the same for mm. me the way that they did. So, and that was just something I did just as a favor for him and something that I added to my portfolio. That was really the catalyst to me operating in my gift on a full-time basis was me just doing something pro bono for someone. So yeah. I, would, yeah. I wouldn't try to get into this trying to do paid work at first. You really need to build up your portfolio, get some reviews because people have a lot of choices out there. They have a lot of choices. So you got to kind of have to set yourself apart immediately. And one of the ways to do that is to do some work for people just for free. Yeah. Yeah. Let me ask this. You talked about vision. So the vision for the firm, do you see like a Madison Avenue design firm, Coca-Cola, some of the, you know, Super Bowl type promotional events, more or LA, you know, where they do movies, some of the branding around that, or do you still see more of a design firm specific for high level speakers, authors, and the publishing industry? Well, I'll tell you a little background. When I first started freelancing, I wanted to be a one-man show. You know, I had been in corporate America for, I think, going on eight years, and I got into insurance for a few months, but I wanted to be a one-man show. I was like, I like doing this. I can just interact with the clients. I don't have to answer to anybody. I don't really have to deal with other coworkers on a daily basis. But since joining ETA, I realized that that attitude is selfish. Mm. And I'm not having as much of an impact on the world as I want to have if I'm just a one-man show, just laboring every day. So the vision currently is to be able to grow in a way that we can provide opportunities for other designers. Mm. to come on and learn. And there's a tremendous lack of color in the graphic design space as well. So mm -hmm. other minority designers who may be interested in this field to give them an opportunity to come and learn and, and grow and help us grow as well. So we're able to serve 
our current client base and also serve larger clients as well. Yes. But we never want to alienate our current clients, which God. are authors, speakers, and coaches. But we definitely, like right now, we definitely specialize in that. But we don't want to pigeonhole ourselves or restrict ourselves to that particular market either. We want to be able to grow, serve larger clients, get larger contracts so we could hire more designers and give more people an opportunity and to impact more businesses as well. So we're definitely looking to scale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So diversity is definitely something that the military and veterans community fully understand and embrace because we have seen the strength of what diversity can communicate and accomplish. One thing I really enjoyed hearing you say is sometimes staying in that solopreneur mindset where you will never grow beyond what you can control can be very selfish and self-centered. And I think just watching you grow your business, watching you serve your community, for example, serving us here on the Veterans Leadership Blog Podcast, I wonder how many more communities, opportunities, et cetera, would have went unserved or underserved Uh had you not made that shift. And now, how do you help people connect with the thoughts that led you down the path to expand your vision and just expand the nervousness of moving beyond those comfort zones and stepping into that unknown a bit and partnering to better assist others in, in the same goal, same vision? and same dream. Right. It really comes down to what your purpose is on this earth. Like myself, I'm a Christian. My purpose is to serve and and lead others to Christ and be Christ-like and just be a a good role model and a good citizen so people can see Christ in me. Mm -hmm. So it really depends on what your purpose is. So, and, And with that mindset that I had prior, that wasn't in alignment with my values fully by just being a one-man show and, and not being able to impact people on a larger scale. So if that is your goal, like it is mine, you got to step out there on, on faith. And my partnership with ETA came at the perfect time because I was having tremendous success, but it wasn't sustainable. Mm. So me being a one-man show, I don't know how long that w- would have lasted. I was at a point where I was going to have to hire help or you know, I didn't even have time to even figure that out in terms of, okay, sit down. What exactly do you need help with? What can someone else do? Uh, What skills do they need to have? But ETA was able to say, okay, we have a person on staff now that can give you some help. We can systemize and automate some things on the back end that can help you right away. So that was a tremendous help as well. So it's not always a bad thing to, I guess, partner up and I guess do more than you could on your own. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. why, why wouldn't you want to do that? So I really had to shift my thinking. So like I said, it depends on, on what your goal is and if you're trying to serve people on a larger scale or not. And yeah. we are. I could be stopped by me being selfish. I could be stopping someone else from reaching their full potential. Right. Because in my position now, I can lead and, and teach. And I found that this is like with any other industry, some things that may come natural to you or may seem like common sense, it may not for others. Mm -hmm. It could be one or two or three helpful tips that you can share with somebody else that can really unlock their true potential and and you can watch them blossom. So that's it. That's where I am right now. And I'm having a a great time. Got it. Got it. Now, what does a stressful situation look like in your environment and what are your typical approaches to just overcome maybe some stringent deadlines, some pushy customers, and truly just create a win-win for all involved? 
Well, a couple of stressful situations um, would be when a client, they don't really understand your vision for what you want to do creatively, or they don't give you full creative control hmm. over a project. So how I deal with that is I do my best to educate them on why I feel we should take a certain approach to a design mm-hmm. or a project. Mm-hmm. They usually come around. <laughs> they usually come around because they realize I'm a master at what I do and they're a master at what they do. So, and I care about them and their business and the growth of their business. And if I didn't, then I would just be someone like, you know, someone on Fiverr that's just doing things just to crank them out. So it takes time to do what we do. We put a lot of research and design into everything that we do. Mm -hmm. So we just make sure that we're doing the best for them. They understand that. As far as deadlines, a couple of the challenges that we have, of course, is deadlines, but our our clients are usually pretty flexible with us. And we've learned to not give ourselves um, too strict deadlines. Like we we would Mm -hmm. tell them from the beginning, this is how long we think that this will take based on our experience instead of saying, oh, 48 hours, you know, like they they do on Fiverr, we'll have your logo in 48 hours. So we know it takes about 10 hours Per logo design concept, when we're designing logos, for example, like if you do it right, well, some of that is, is, is you know, research and we, we research your competitors and see mm-hmm. what they're doing and other people in your industry or companies in your industry, what they're doing right, what they're missing out on, what gaps do they have. We look at all of that before we go into a project. So some of that time goes into that, but it takes a, a good, a considerable amount of time to come up with the concepts and designs that we do. Because we want you to be 100% satisfied for years to come. Our clients are pretty understanding of that when it comes to deadlines. What other challenges do we have? Another challenge would just be workload. Mm-hmm. But I'm working mm-hmm. through that with just delegating more and, and right. taking that time out to properly prepare a project to give to someone else on the team. So what, what I'll do is, you know, I'll, I'll collect the information from the client and then I'll basically maybe a call or a questionnaire, mm-hmm. and that, you know, I'll have my notes and I'll, I'll basically put it in layman's terms or package it in a way that whoever's helping me, they can follow it and be able to execute flawlessly without, without having to go back and speak to the client again, mm-hmm. or I may put mm-hmm. them in touch with, with the client themselves. Right. So that's like I said, I'm learning how to, how to just delegate some things to, to help with the workload. All right. So, you know, there's this myth out there that many creatives are not strong in the other areas of business. And, you know, I just believe that that's a myth. I'm also in the creative space. And I realize that while creativity can at times come in spurts, you can also train creativity so that you can produce on demand within reason. Uh Any thoughts around that idea or both sides of the argument? Which two sides, the creative side and what's the other side? The other side would be the more strict analytical business mind that at times people don't see working together. Right. Okay. So what I do is um, I think they work, they work hand in hand is I'm a tracker. I like tracking everything. I, I like looking at data. For example, I noticed that we didn't have as many inquiries last month. Mm. What, was, what was last month? June. I, I looked at my tracking and I found out that, okay, most 90% of the inquiries we had came via Facebook mm. uh, the month prior, but last month we didn't have any inquiries via Facebook. So what were we doing differently last month than we're doing the month before. Right, so, right. And I realized, oh, we weren't posting as consistently with our, our new projects and 
new design. So we weren't as visible okay. as we were prior. So we made that adjustment this month and we've been posting a lot more consistently. So uh, revenue has increased yeah. this month. That's one example of how I look at the data. And I, you know, I have a, a spreadsheet with all the inquiries, with all of the current projects, with mm-hmm. all of the outstanding projects and outstanding revenue, revenue that we've made so far, just to see where we are and to set goals for the team in terms of revenue and amount of projects and things like that. So that's definitely helped me and also keeping track of where we are via our invoicing system and things like that, Mm -hmm. tracking the expenses just to make sure that we're, we're making the best decisions on a day-to-day basis for the company. Right, 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 right. I love it. I love it. I love how you combine both. Hey, you know, I love what I do. Uh If no one's coming to me to help me do what I do and Uh do what I love, then there might be something I can tweak on my end to create that energy again. And I love how you just kind of walked us through, you know, a day in the life of that. Now, who's a high achiever that you look up to and what causes you to be attracted to their energy or just their level of consistent uh, demonstrated success? In the graphic design space or just in general? Any, any, either space. Well, I know in the graphic design space, there's a guy named Nick Longo who I look up to. He's someone who started out some years ago, so he's, he's a bit older than me, but he has a successful graphic design firm on, I believe it's the West Coast, if I'm not mistaken. And it seems like we have a, a similar style, but I've noticed that he, at first, is similar to me. He didn't want to be like the guy that had a firm. He just wanted to be a one-man show. But I've noticed now he's teaching classes and he, he actually teaches at a university and Hmm. Uh, there's a lot, lots of workshops. So those are things that I'd like to do in the future. Yeah. So I kind of look at him as the standard or something that I want to aspire to do in the future. And he's doing all of that while still running and well leading his graphic design firm. Yeah. You know, yeah, he, special, yeah. he specializes a lot in mostly packaging and, you know, restaurant signs and things mm-hmm. like that. So it's a little bit of a different lane or different market, but his work is still impeccable. And he's in a place where he's teaching. So he's shepherding in a way. So I want to get to that space. Yeah, I really admire him and his work. And of course, his work ethic is on a podcast I listen to on a regular basis just to get those nuggets and tips, Mm -hmm. anything to save me time, whether it be with uh, the business side or or the design side. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Anyone in a non-graphic design space or is that mostly your go-to? Just tracking his career, learning from the feet of, of one of your masters in that lane. Well, of course, we have the usuals like your Eric Thomas and your Tony Robbins. Um, but one person in particular, I know he's, of course, well-known as Will Smith. Um, mm-hmm. I know people have seen the video where he talks about um, not being outworked. Right. He has a ridiculous, sickening work ethic. Yeah. Uh, I always think about that. I think that works to my advantage and disadvantage sometimes, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, working overnight a lot because I don't want anybody to outwork me. But I look at someone like him as someone who has, I guess, pivoted similarly to how I did, you know, going from security and loss prevention background insurance now to be operating in my gift. You know, he was mostly a comedian and, you know, mm-hmm. Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. younger but now he's pivoted into being a very successful actor. So I pick up those clues. He's there for a reason. So he's someone that I, I kind of look up to and, and I, I take little nuggets and implement to what I do. You know, I, I'm going to be getting some sleep one day, but um, <laughs> right now I'm, I'm loving the ride. I'm loving working and being in the day to day and knowing that I'm, I'm grinding. I'm working hard 
every single day. Yeah. Not just for me, but for my clients. Mm, I love that. Not just for you, but for your clients. Now, same space. What would someone who knows you behind the scenes, like a best friend or, or a childhood friend, what would they say about you if they had to introduce you or share something about you on your behalf? My mind keeps going back to my, my friend, Mike. Growing up and even over the past 10 years, I was always that guy that would point out something and say that that, that looks horrible or, you know, <laughs> that, or that's not right. He's a, a musician and, you know, he'll look at certain videos or, or see certain things on the website and say, no, that's all wrong. When most people would think it was okay or it was passable, but I was always a guy that said, no, that's not the level of quality that it needs to be. Mm -hmm. And I know he's not the only one that would think that. It's, it almost became a bit of a joke. Like he was sending something <laughs> to say, go ahead and rip it to shreds. I know you probably aren't satisfied with it. I kind of have been known to be that guy, but now I just thank God because People actually, I'm not trying to be obnoxious, but people actually pay me to yeah. tell them what's wrong with their designs and, and whatnot. And I feel like I'm being my true authentic self. I don't want to just be like a mean guy saying, oh, all yeah. that's wrong, but I'm doing it to better you and your brand and your business. So I'd rather, as they say, keep it real than to, to just not say anything at all and just right. let you continue. Right. You know, people send me emails all the time or you know they'll reach out to me and say hey can you take a look at this and tell me your feedback and i, I will one example is shana robinson she sent me her her uh, website and asked me to review it and I, I took maybe a couple pages of notes on you know ways that she could implement some changes and, and really improve her site and she went on facebook live and said oh marshall just ripped my website to shreds but i appreciate <laughs> him for that um i know you know he she knows it was you know well-intentioned and we were going to put together a plan to kind of fix that. I mean, even if that's not the case, I'd rather you know these are the things that you should go ahead and change and update. Right. Um, whether you use me or not, it's all about you getting the feedback that you're looking for because right. I can't trust that somebody else will give you that feedback. So I'd rather go ahead and give it to you now. Yeah, that's almost a superpower. And the military and veterans community will definitely appreciate that because we all had uh, to live with on the spot corrections, mm -hmm. anything was wrong, anything was off, anything was off with your uniform, everyone had permission to correct it from a private all the way up to a general. And that meant correct it before the next person saw it. Because if you didn't, then everyone that person passed was all now going to be held accountable because right. you didn't help them level up. So I just... Right hear it as in your space, you're helping people level up, you mm -hmm. know, and go as far as they can go with their brand and their identity right. you know, in their online presence. And at times we don't know, we're not just losing customers, but we're losing connections. Right. Because when someone takes that first look, that impression's made and forever, they have ideas about who you are and what you're exactly. doing. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Okay. So, I don't know if you're a big reader or not, or you, if you have time to read, but if you do, what books have been holding your attention and what books would you suggest for people to pick up right away? One of my favorites is called No Excuses, The Power of Self-Discipline by Brian Tracy. Hmm. I actually picked that up when I was in sales in the insurance industry for a few months, but the principles still apply to everyday life. It talks about how pretty much anything can be yours. Any, all of your dreams can come true with just a little consistency. Just set a goal and just be consistent and go after it every single day. Mm -hmm. So that's something that I've tried to apply to my life. I'm not all the way there yet, but I know that when I am consistent, whatever it is with my diet, with 
with fitness or what have you, I start to see results. Applying that now with social media, getting back on there and, you know, the people I work with, I'm seeing the results that they're having with consistency in, in that space as well. So the self-discipline, it isn't always easy, but the results are definitely worth the inconvenience oh, of nice. being self-disciplined. Yeah. Yeah. That's something that's always stuck with me. It's one of my favorite books. I have it with me. Um, I probably should read it again. <laughs> that's one of my favorites by far. Another one would be um, Secrets of the Millionaire Mind mm. um, by T. Harv Eker. That was a, really a game changer for me, helping to change my mindset, thinking with a, a mindset of abundance rather than, than lack. I definitely would recommend that. I won't spoil it for you, but that was a game changer for me as well. I think those two would probably be my, my favorites of the ones that I have. Okay. Now. I think what's really resonating with me is you said the results are worth the inconvenience. Uh-huh. You know, I think, you know, with anyone in the veterans community, those that love and support them, you know, you can just remind them of that basic training environment where we all can admit the results were worth the inconvenience. And if you remind people that those principles still apply, like you mentioned, I think we all can see the results that we're working towards, uh-huh, uh-huh. you know? Right, right. And another thing is, is just the process. Like that's another thing that the self, the no excuses book touches on is the process. Like don't really worry about the results, just worry about the process and the results will come. So that's something yeah. that I try to apply um, it goes hand in hand with my work ethic, just work, 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 and things will happen. And that's exactly why I partnered with ETA, I believe, because I just worried about serving. Mm-hmm. That's all I was worried about. I wasn't worried about um, being the best. I wasn't worried about anything else but just serving, just working. And next thing you know, I, I look up and I've served, you know, a few dozen clients. Mm-hmm. And now, you know, having the opportunity to partner with a, a large consulting firm. And that's all a result of just just working and not scoreboard watching as they say Mm -hmm. just worry about getting the reps in yeah 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 expanding my skill set because i'm relatively new to the graphic design space but i've had you know a lot of success by the grace of god um in a short amount of time Mm -hmm. i just attribute that to just grinding (laughs) falling in love with the process yeah 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 i love that and i love that designers you know, even members of the veterans community, the military community, they'll be reminded of that. Like, hey, if you put in the work, the results will take care of themselves. And at times we get away from the disciplines of the work. And I think you really highlighted that for us. Now, lastly, what last piece of advice, guidance, direction would you give to the listeners? And where can we connect with you and your team online and on social media? Last piece of advice I would give to the community is just to trust your gut. And when it comes to, you know, I'm a huge proponent of operating in your gift, obviously. Mm-hmm. Pick one thing that you're extremely not only passionate about, but you, that you're gifted in. Because I know a lot of people who are passionate about things, but they, it may not be their gift. And mm-hmm. I come across designers all of the time who I can tell they're super passionate about it. They're pumped. They're ready to work but it's not their gift. And I can mm-hmm. tell almost right away whether it's their gift or not. Like certain things that, you know, they sh- probably shouldn't do or should have caught, you know, and that's where I can kind of step in and, and kind of lead and guide. But if I see they're not getting it, I can pretty much tell this is not your gift. It's something that you're passionate about, but you're not gifted in this area. And it sounds harsh mm-hmm. to say that, but, you know, I can tell I would say, 
pick something that you're passionate about and gifted in and go all in in that area, no matter what stage you're in in your military career. People have lives outside of that. Like, what are you doing outside of that? What is your gift? What are you passionate about and gifted in? Mm -hmm. So just pick Mm -hmm. that and go all in because that's all I did. That's all I did. And, you know, my life has completely changed over the course of, uh, you know, less than 12 months because I'm doing what I'm, I feel I'm called to do rather than what I had to do at the time. Got it. So it's just been amazing. And you can find me online at 120designstudio.com. So that's the number one, number two, the number zero, 120designstudio.com. And on Facebook and Instagram at 120designstudio. So on Facebook, that's facebook.com slash 120designstudio. And on Instagram, instagram.com slash 120designstudio. And I'm also on, on Instagram as Marshall Fox and on Facebook as Marshall Fox. Absolutely. Now, I'll just tell all the listeners out there that I have personally never been disappointed in the feedback, the challenges, and the design strategies from Marshall Fox and 120 Design Studios. And you guys will see with the new launch of the new podcast logo, what their work looks like and just the detail in how they help authors, speakers podcast host like myself brand and you know we'd love to hear your questions concerns feedback as marshall said you can connect with him uh, directly through his company 120designstudios.com or follow him on instagram to just see what i believe is high level design because your your posts are always something i look at and look towards to see what i can borrow for <laughs> my next post because you know you yep. you're just showcasing things that I've uh, at a very high level and those of us who are not trained in the field without knowing it we're just kind of repeating some bad habits and ideas when it comes right. to social presence and branding right 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 yep and keep, reach out to me and if you have anything you want me to take a look at and need my advice on design wise I'm ready and willing to give my opinion don't hesitate to reach out yeah and, and Marshall's an amazing guy I know at times we are afraid to get deep feedback. But, you know, I think as, you know, members of the military and veterans community, we understand that feedback is the only way to truly get to the next level, get those promotions and level all the way up. So Marshall, again, I thank you for carving out an hour of your time to just really bring to the forefront the expertise and just the brand aesthetic behind what's going to be a relaunch of our podcast and where any brand can go with their design if they connect with the right people 120designstudios.com etc exactly yep it's 120 design studio no s on it so no s no s no (laughs) yeah 120 design studio yep and i'm incredibly honored and humbled that you have requested that i join the podcast i enjoyed my time here and i just want to say thank you thank you i appreciate it you're very welcome thanks marshall 